Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Minnesota Timberwolves in the news because the NBA trade deadline is tomorrow. And they made a deal. And I'm here to tell you guys, and I'm a big-time Wolves fan, invest in tickets. This trade they made today won't matter much, in my opinion. Won't matter much. And this is not me trying to be a hater or trying to be negative just for the case of being negative. When I look at this trade that they made for Monte Morris, I look at it and I'm like, meh. And I say that because do I think that They're going to be a worse-off team with Monte Morris? No. Do I think that they could be a better-off team than they've been? Maybe. Maybe. I think they're going to be about the same, though. And this is the reason why I'm not, like, champion this trade. Or I'm signing off like, oh, yeah, we, yes. The only reason why I say that is in the short term for right now, we have to look at, What's been problematic for the Wolves? What are the issues here? The Wolves received Monte Morris from the Detroit Pistons in exchange for Troy Brown Jr., Shake Milton, and a second-round pick. Okay, the second-round pick is in 2030, so it doesn't matter right now. So we, get, we trade away two players, two bench players, and a second-round pick for backup point guard who's had some success in the league. And if you ask me the question of, well, why don't you, why aren't you like thrilled about this trade? Why are you just, why are you just like meh? Because this is what people have to understand about this. The situation with the Minnesota Timberwolves isn't about the point guard situation. And I get it. Mike Conley Jr., when he's out of the lineup and he's not available, it hurts the team. He's a good point guard. We know that Shake Milton, and I'll be the first to raise my hand and say, he didn't play to the level I thought he was going to play at. I co-signed on us grabbing him in the offseason. It, it seemed like it wasn't a great fit. I will grant you that. But Conley, whether he's out of the lineup or not and somebody else in there playing the point guard, it's not about the point guards. So let's stop making it about the point guards. 
Yes, you want to have good point guard play. The bottom line is this with the Wolves. When we talk about the turnovers and the situations that they put themselves in when they let these leads slip away. Anthony Edwards down the stretch, and you guys know I'm the biggest Anthony Edwards fan in this state. At the end of games, he got to get it done. Stop turning over the damn ball. Stop complaining about calls. Let's not get any more texts. That's an ant issue. Jaden McDaniels, and I love Jaden McDaniels. Jaden has not been playing that well lately. Jaden, down the stretch, there's been a lot of questionable and shaky shots and bad fouls. Fouling people with like five seconds left on the clock at the end of games and you end up losing because of the free throws. What are we doing? Jaden got his new bag. He got to improve. Jaden McDaniels is not a finished and polished product yet. I know he got the bag and he got his new money. He's got to continue to improve. That's on Jaden. Jaden, down the stretch, got to play better, just like Ant. And slow-mo. Mr. Anderson, come on, Kyle. You're a vet, man. You're not a chucker. You're not a scorer. You are a facilitator. You have to take care of the ball. I I don't know what Kyle Anderson's doing at the end of game. Oh, not just at the end of game. In, this first half, because remember last year, let's let's go back to last year. Last year, first half of the season, Kyle Anderson was struggling. Second half of the season, Kyle Anderson was on the money. I mean, Kyle Anderson was on the money. That's when people are here in Minnesota. We're like, oh, we we love slow-mo. Slow-mo, oh, nice nickname. Kyle Anderson has not performed well in the first half of the season. The reason why the Wolves have been in the position that they've been in is because Ant is an all-star. Cat is an all-star. Rudy, borderline all-star, has been the game-changer and played totally different than what he was last year. And Mike Conley who wasn't with the team in the first half of the season last year and with the team now, has elevated Rudy, and he's been good. Everybody else, in my opinion, has been a little bit shaky. And you can get away with it when you face teams and they're without stars, and then you have those really, you know, you have those highs. But we've seen some of these lows. They got to get it together. Let me say this and write it down right now. And I don't care if you think, okay, yeah, Lake's spot on or if you think Lake's a hater. I'm telling you this right now. I like Monte Morris, but Monte Morris, this ain't the Monte Morris from three years ago or two years ago. Monte Morris is, he's put on a little bit of weight and we we all put on weight. Like I ain't what I was 10 years ago, right? I get that. But he's not the same point guard. Now, now, do I like the way that he plays the position? Does he take care of the basketball? Yes. But let me ask this question. And I love your reaction at 651-461-9226. You can weigh in via the text or via the phone calls. Love to get a phone call. What will it matter for Mike Conley or Monte Morris for them to do their damn jobs, but Jay McDaniels doesn't? What does it mean for the Timberwolves if Monte Morris and Mike Conley do their jobs, but Ant? is is turning it over down the stretch. It doesn't matter then. 
That's why I'm like, this deal is not a big-time deal, and I don't think that anybody's saying it's a big-time deal, but I'm, I'm not – I am not going to look at this situation and feel like, oh, yeah, this is it. This is what's bringing the parade to downtown Minneapolis. It's not. I'm not going to even lie to you guys and even perpetuate some nonsense like that. Anthony Edwards, Jade McDaniels, and Kyle Anderson have to play better. Bottom line. Bottom line, and they have to take care and value the basketball. I'm over the complaining. Well, heck, what did Kyle Anderson get a – he got a tech last night on the bench? Like, yeah. I'm sick of the technical foul. Play basketball, man. Play basketball. You are in control about what this team is going to be able to get accomplished. And I'm not saying that the officials can just do whatever the hell they want and we shouldn't say anything, but – we have to be more invested in the game and not in the calls. And that's where I'm at with this. I respect Anthony Edwards trying to do what he can to try and, and make the officials aware of the calls. Everybody's going to try and, and you know lobby for their calls, and rightfully so. But it does get to the point where it just becomes nauseating. It's like, okay, over and over and over again. I look at this, Henry, and it's like it's a depth piece behind Mike Conley. Is it's it's a piece that they add to the roster. Kind of like you what you were saying. We heard these rumblings, you know, they were looking at Trey Jones. Well, Washington wanted a first round of But how much depth though? I, I'm, let me say this. And I know that there'll be people out there that be like, what? I don't care if you if you're like what? I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. I don't think at this particular point mm-hmm. that Monte Morris is going to be that much of an upgrade, maybe a slight upgrade, than Jordan McLaughlin. Well, see, that's what I was going to ask you. If, if you're really in the market for another point guard, what does that tell you about Jordan McLaughlin? I know that Shake Milton kind of like – It didn't work out. It didn't yeah, work out. I, I was disappointed because coming off of what we saw in Philadelphia, like, okay, sign him to a two-year deal. I mean, it's – you know, low money relatively in the NBA, like five mil. I think it's more about flexibility in the money m- moving beyond this year because Monte Morris is on an expiring contract. I think I, I put more value in stock in that than in the present day. Okay, yeah, this guy's going to be coming in off the bench. Okay. How much of it as well is Tim Conley's because he, you know, he's in Denver with him. Do you think that, that, I, that, that is that overblown? I don't give a damn about that. Okay. I mean, me personally. Yeah. I know that people are like, but cause, well, cause, people are going to make that connection. Though. No, 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 I'm not saying the connection is not real. But what I'm yeah. saying is, is I'm supposed to get happy about Monte Morris mm-hmm. as a basketball player because he's he previously played for Tim Conley. Yeah. Like I don't give a damn about that. Yeah, and I, it seems like that's always kind of one of those talking points. Everybody's trying to, you know, you, you make those connections. So and so familiar with the player. Well, and, and I get that. And, I get and, that. And that's just it. That's just it. I, I'm okay. I'm okay with the move. I mean, if. If you're the Wolves, do you really need to go out there with the way that you've been playing? Because I, I think maybe we were expecting them to fall off a little bit. And they've continued. I think they're in a four-way tie. Yep. In, you know, Denver, OKC, and the Clippers for best record in the West. And, and then you're like, okay, well, how much does this team really need? Like, wh- where can they solidify spots? Look at, look at it through this lens. This is all you need to know. If Anthony Edwards play better in terms of taking care of the basketball and not complaining about turnovers, if Kyle Anderson played better in the mm-hmm. first half of the season, 
And if Jaden McDaniels didn't turn over the basketball as well, we're not even sitting here talking about a trade. We're not. Because this team would have like five more victories. Which one of those is most disappointing? Uh, Out of like how they've been, you know, and getting a little sloppy with the ball late in games or or slow-mo or... No, 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 no. It's hands down of the three people that I'm most disappointed in, Mm -hmm. I would have to say it's Jaden. Because Jaden is... He's more talented than a Kyle Anderson. Jaden yeah. has got to be. We we applaud Jaden because of his defensive uh, mm-hmm. uh, ability and his versatility on yeah. offense. Right, right. You got to be consistent with it, man. He's he's had moments where he's been spectacular this year. He's had moments where he's been flat out. I'm like, what yeah. are you doing? Like some of the fouls and stuff down the stretch. I'm like, Jaden, man, you're a better defender. Yeah, than that. the the, de- the decision making, like you were mentioning, you get to a certain point with you know five seconds left to go on the shot clock, and you're like. Why are you bailing somebody out when they would have had to take a bad shot? And the game's on the line. And the game's on the line. So, and I, I thought they'd been doing a better job of getting away from hero ball too, with, with Ant. And I think that's part of the problem. Maybe when you you know that Ant becomes the guy, which is great, but at that point, it seems like he almost tries to force it a little bit too much. You get into that hero ball, and, and then. When guys, when defenses know what you're going to do, it doesn't matter how good you are, but they can D up on you, and then that's where the sloppiness comes in. My official stance, I'll say it again, and I said it at the start of the segment, this trade won't matter much at all unless Kyle Anderson takes care of the damn basketball, Anthony Edwards takes care of the basketball down the stretch and doesn't turn it over, him and Jaden both, and the complaining about calls has to stop. 651-461-9226. Love to get your reaction, but also coming up next. Folks not stopping for school buses proves a point that I made to all of you last week. I'll explain that next year on The Lake Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Uh, we got other things to get into here this segment. We'll talk to Myron Metcalf next segment. From ESPN, some college basketball. Big win for the Gophers last night. But we do got a Timberwolves-related phone call. Jay and Coon Rapids wants to chime in about the Wolves' issues and the trade earlier today. What you got, Jay? Hey, how's it going, Lake? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Good. I think think the trade is low risk, high reward. I think, if nothing else, we're not going to burn Conley to the ground. We're not going to burn who? Uh, Mike Conley to the ground. Oh, oh, I got you. I, got I, think, you. That's a, I think that's a that's a positive. They said they said the this Morris dude he averages less than one 
what, one turnover a game. Yeah, I get That's that. I, I get that. And look, he's going to be able to go in there and give Mike Conley some rest. But my, I guess the point that I'm making, though, is when we're talking about down the stretch and the turnovers and all the stuff, whatever, th- the point of it is is that the guys that I mentioned in the opening segment, the Kyle Anderson, Anthony Edwards, Jay McDaniels mix, they have to do a better job. Because it, bringing in Monte Morris, him resting Mike Conley won't mean anything if those other guys continue to suck it up, turning over the basketball, like you're going to receive, yeah, you're going to receive. 100%. I think, yeah, I think Ant, I think a lot of Ant's deals, a lot of his mistakes are coming against lower competition. You're not really seeing those problems when we're playing the Thunder or better teams, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I just you're it, seeing it, a lot of turnover and hero ball with yep. teams that are less talented. You know, it's it's. Yep. He's amazing, but the kid's got he's got a long way to go to be where he wants to be. Oh, he, you know he, what I mean? Yeah. And if nothing and, and if nothing else, this has been a heck of a season and this is just a stepping stone. So it's like everything from here, we already know we're in the playoffs. I don't know how far we're gonna go, but all you know, as a nucleus, if they can keep this team together, yeah. It sounded like to make a big trade, everybody wanted Nas. Well, there's no way we're getting rid of him. Hey, you thanks. I mean? Yeah, thanks for the phone call from Jay and Coon Rapids. He made some fine points. Let, let me say this about, about the end of games, okay? Because th- I think the overarching point that I'm trying to make to everyone is that at the end of games, because we talk about turnovers, right, and we immediately think about point guards. I get that, man. It's just etched in our DNA when we talk about basketball. Fundamentally, if – the guys that I mentioned just take care of the ball. If you be smart with the ball. When you're building up 20-point leads, and then in the second half, if slow-mo, if he gets himself together and he calms down and he plays with pace and some control, we'll be better off. If Anthony Edwards can be more in control, And say, you know what, as opposed to the highlight thing here, let me be more calculated in this possession down the stretch. And maybe at the very worst, I end up with some free throws. Like that, you got to be smarter. That's what I'm trying to say. Be smarter across the board. Forget about just the, the concept of the point guard taking care of the basketball. How about we all take care of the basketball? That's the bottom line. All right, let me get to this real quick. This from the Minnesota Reformer. Drivers keep passing stopped school buses despite use of cameras to catch them. You, you know why I'm bringing this up? is because last week we talked about the whole RoboCop deal and people getting tickets in the mm-hmm. mail and all that. And, and I said, what did I, what did I say last week? What did I say? I said people won't care. It's not going to stop people from caring at all about speeding. This is evidence that people, drivers, keep passing stopped school buses. And it's on video. This is proving my point, Chris. As as somebody whose kid rides the bus, I see this and it just, I've seen it. it. It makes me so mad. I've seen it a couple times in the last few weeks in North Minneapolis. I've seen people just drive past. The, the bus is stopped and it has the sign it on it. It has the and light. They, and yeah. they just don't care. It's like, what, what makes you more important than kids 
that are getting off of a bus. You've been around this your entire life when you were a kid. Long before you got your driver's license, you know what the deal is with a school bus. What? You wait. What gives you the right? I mean, what good reason do you have that you are willing to go around at a high rate of speed, go around a stopped bus with the arm out and potentially hurt somebody or kill somebody? Like, what makes you so damn important that you can't look out for the safety of kids? I I just, I have no problem if I'm, there are a lot of things that I'm willing to wait for. And at the top of that list is going to be kids and their safety. Because if that was one of your kids, you would not treat it the same way. Listen to this. In this report from the Minnesota, uh, Minnesota Reformer. It says in here, a survey of school buses last year conducted by the National Association Mm. of State Directors of Pupil Transportation Services estimated that an estimated 242,000 vehicles illegally passed school buses in a single day. So we're saying in a single day, a quarter of a million people are are, are passing school buses illegally. I'm I'm telling you all. This whole RoboCop stuff, I know it's not the bus thing. It's essentially just they won't care. They will not give a so, damn. So, some people way, are going to be same, reckless no matter the what. The same way these yeah. – what's going to be the same people. Same people yeah. don't give a damn about about this, uh, about this school buses. They nope. just don't care. They don't care until they run your kid over. And even then, it's like, ah, I just keep going. You, you see these, and it's scary. Like these kids are just getting off of a bus – they're getting on to a bus. You can't wait 30 seconds, 45 seconds for those kids to safely get on that bus. Like, whatever you're doing is more important than those parents. Get out of my way. Yeah, exactly. I got what, places to yeah, be, yeah, things what, to do, yeah, people what, to see. What you're doing is more important than those kids going to school and those parents that are trusting that bus driver it's ridiculous. It's it's absolutely selfish if you're doing that, and you are a horrible, horrible human being. Let's talk some college basketball. Big win for the Golden Gophers last night. It's been a while since he's been on the show, but let's talk to my guy Myron Metcalf from ESPN and the Minneapolis Star Tribune next on The Lake Show. All right, welcome back to The Lake Show, News Talk 830-WCCO. And our next guest, man, this guy, he can do everything. ESPN Radio, Minneapolis Star Tribune, columns there, ESPN.com, ESPN Television. He's everywhere. Myron Metcalf joining us here on the Lake Show. Myron, what you been up to, man? Sounds like everything. Man, just trying to be like you, man. I've been good, man. You know, college basketball season and ready for March Madness, man. Trying to be like me. See, there you go. There you go, man. It's been a (laughs) while, man. I see you, like, I see you doing the TV thing, and you got your own ice cream flavor. I see you, a man of, uh, you got a lot of things going on, too. Don't act like it's just me, man. (laughs) Well, man, you know I appreciate you, man. You're doing fine work, man, and everything that you touch and you do. Uh, Let's talk some college basketball, man. And and first off, um, I want to start with the the Gophers. Let's, Let's start local. Yeah. Um, Gophers, I got to be honest, man, I'm, my guy Ben Johnson, I thought it was going to be more of a struggle this year. These guys are more connected, it seems. It sounds like they're meshing the chemistry. You can tell a lot better. Um, they haven't played some rock star schedule, but within the confines of the Big Ten, they have played better basketball. And last night, that was a, a big win for them to beat Michigan State. 
Yeah, I mean, those are the kinds of teams you have to beat on your way up, right? And I yep. think, you know, it's important to note that, like, Ben Johnson, every coach coaching in college basketball this year, is coaching in the most difficult climate I think we've ever had in college basketball because of the portal, because of NIL. Like, these things that are completely out of a coach's control. The fact that a kid can transfer, you know, and go play right away. A lot of coaches are having to recruit the next class of talent and the guys on their roster. And then the NIL checks are coming from, you know, all different places. And that's an element that didn't exist up until a couple of years ago. Um, so, I mean, in the face of those things, to watch Ben Johnson beat the Michigan State, continue to rise, you got to give him credit for that. I mean, the most difficult thing that you have to do for a program that hasn't had a winning tradition is you have to instill this idea of possibility, right? Like, what's possible? How high can we go? I think Ben Johnson has done that. Like, he's making people hopeful, and they're they're competing against teams that have had a lot of success and getting victories, and I think that has to be acknowledged. That's not an easy thing to do, and he's clearly on the rise. What's your assessment of the Big Ten this year? Because typically I'm somebody that I look at the Big Ten and I'm pounding my chest and I'm talking about how big and bad we are and all that stuff, whatever. But I believe that the Big Ten is down. What do you make of the Big Ten? Yeah, it's, it's definitely down. I mean, compared to, you know, past years, and we've had years where at this stage they were looking at 10 possible bids, right? That That's not going to be the case this year. And, and part of it is because teams that have been good in the last couple of years, your Ohio State, your Michigan, Maryland, uh, those teams are struggling. Penn State was a tourney team. So a, a lot of those teams that have struggled, and they struggled in the non-conference. And the problem with that is you don't have enough top-tier teams uh, to give you more quality wins. And that's a weird thing in the Big Ten because it used to be any time, especially on the road, no matter who you played, that was a quality win, and that's just not the case I- anymore. But Purdue can win a national championship. Wisconsin can win a national championship. Illinois, I think, is a team that can make a deep run. So at the top, it's still really tough. I just think that second tier maybe isn't as strong as it's been uh, in the past. But, you know, Northwestern beat. Purdue, you know, uh, you have a Michigan State team that came in as a top 10 team in, in America and just didn't find a way to put it together. But they have a win over Baylor, a really good Baylor team. So uh, maybe not as good as past years, but still uh, nothing to sleep on. Yeah. Uh, we're talking to Myron Metcalf from ESPN joining us here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. And you just brought up Purdue. Uh, Purdue, um, fine season, 21-2. and two. What is different about Purdue this year maybe than in previous years? Because you just said it. You just said that they are a team capable of winning the national championship. They have struggled uh, making deep runs in the tournament. What makes them different this year? Uh, one of the best three-point shooting teams in America, you know, and they, and they weren't last year. I mean, they were a team that was sort of limited to what they could do around the rim. I think they made like 32% of their threes last year. Uh, this year they're making 40%. They're top five in America, number one offense in America. I think Zach Eady, you know, I went out there a couple months back to talk to Zach Eady. He's slimmed down. He's more mobile. He's turned himself into a first-round pick. I think he's going to win the Wooden Award again. Um, so I think that's different. You know, you, you can't put him on an island in space the way that you could last year, right? He, he can recover in pick-and-roll action. Um, he, he's not uh, in sort of as much of a mismatch situation when he's out on the perimeter. So I think that is a major difference. But just the way they're shooting the ball – uh, is a tremendous difference. I think Braden Smith is a really good guard. Fletcher Lawyer, what he's been able to do. And I think they got a bunch of guys coming off that bench or, and that supporting cast who are also playmakers as well. So 
this could be like Virginia. You know, when they lost in the first round as a one seed in 2018 and then they won it all in 2019, that could be Purdue's stories too. Let me get back to the Gophers here for, for a couple of minutes because, you know, I'm seeing some of the rumblings and some of the people talking about, well, man, this team, uh, they're playing good basketball right now. They've won three in a row. They beat uh, Penn State. They beat Northwestern. They beat Michigan State. You know, what do they have to do to get to the NCAA tournament? I'm not sitting here trying to shoot down prospects of getting to the NCAA tournament because, look, I hope the maroon and gold are able to get there. And I like Ben, and I've known Ben going back to his high school days. I'm sure that you have as well. But the bottom yeah. line is they got a lot of work to do, man, to, to, to make sure that they can get into the possibility of making the field because their non-conference schedule was really crappy, and that Missouri loss, I think, is really going to bite them. Yeah, yeah, Missouri really on a nosedive after last year. A team getting to the second round, they've just sort of fallen apart. I think that'll hurt them. Um, <clears throat> that four-game losing streak isn't going to help, but still some quality games in there. I mean, you lost Wisconsin, Michigan State – is still pretty high in the net rankings. But, I mean, to have a conversation about the tournament, let's be honest, you, you got to win Sunday, and you'd have to win next week against Purdue on the road. Like, yeah. I mean, that's to me, is the only way that you really get serious uh, about Minnesota being in that conversation. Sweet but if Nebraska. you do that, yeah. Sweep Nebraska. Yeah. What, 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 if, what if you sweep Nebraska? Because Nebraska is a team that a lot of people look at them, man, they, they, they've, been, they've been a lot better this year. Nebraska, we know that that's a tough place to play. If they could go get the sweep in Nebraska, then what you do is you put the conversation between, well, if it comes down to Nebraska, Minnesota, Nebraska, y'all ain't getting in. Yeah, yeah, especially if you get that uh, a win over Purdue or Illinois. I mean, Illinois is after that. I mean, you got to get one of those games, but preferably you got to upset Purdue. You, you know, that would change a lot of things. But even a win on the road against Illinois, I think that will put, uh, you know, their resume in a different light as well. Like, I think the bubble will be pretty soft this year, you know. I, I mean, it's just hard to know who has sort of a guarantee outside of 20 teams or so right now. I think a lot of teams have work to do. Um, but, you know, Michigan – I mean, Minnesota has an opportunity. Yeah. And I think that's all you can ask for. They won three in a row. You keep the momentum going, and then you get yourself into that conversation. No question about it. We're talking to Myron Metcalf from ESPN. He's joining us here on The Lake Show on The Good Neighbor, and I got a couple of final questions for him. And the first yeah. is, look, man, March Madness, I mean, they call it March Madness for a reason. I got to be honest with you, Myron, I think that this is going to be the wackiest year ever. Like, I'm looking yeah. at some of the upsets that we're seeing right now, and I'm the type of cat, this is how I get down. I'm like you, Myron, like I'm a geek with all yeah. of this, right? I make sure yeah. I'm going through and I'm looking at my Blue Ribbon college basketball book because I order it every year and everything. Yeah. And, but I'm like, man, I'm looking at these these uh these games, these smaller conference tournament games, and I'm like, man, I don't know who's going to upset who, but I know that there's going to be a million uh, upsets this year, but I, I just got to make sure I try to pick them. So w- what do you make of th- the madness this time or this year? Because I think it's going to be a, the craziest tournament we've ever seen. Man, we say that every year and we're not wrong. So, you know, yeah. I think, you know, I mean, last year, Fairleigh Dickinson didn't even win their conference <laughs> tournament. They literally <laughs> got in because Mary Mack wasn't eligible. They lost to Mary Mack uh, in the NEC conference championship. And they went to the tournament because Mary Mack could not go because they weren't an el- they weren't eligible, and then they beat Purdue. So I don't know, man. It, it was crazy last year, Florida Atlantic. But I think it could be crazy this year. I think the difference is, and why we're getting this situation is, you have a lot of older teams that that are staying together in a climate where the Power Five that's not happening. You don't have the same continuity anymore in the Power Five. So if you run into some team in a mid major league and them dudes been hooping together for four years. 
that's a lot different if you just came together this season, you, you know, and you've only been playing for three or four months with this group. So, so I think that that's the difference. I don't know. We have a great team. Houston can be great defensively. Got thumped by Kansas when Kansas really picked up the pace on them. I think Purdue can be great. Purdue and Connecticut are probably the two best teams in America. But from there, man, I've seen Tennessee play some really good basketball, some really bad basketball. North Carolina thumped Duke over the weekend and then didn't show up against Clemson. So I think there's certainly going to be some upsets this year. All right, the final thing, and then we'll let you go, is I want the Myron Metcalf word on the barn. Do we do a heavy investment into a remodel? Do we tear it all down and we build something else? What does Myron Metcalf, what is his take on Williams Arena? I, I mean, I've always loved the barn, you know, just as, as someone who's covered so many games in that place. But if you're serious about being a part of the future of college basketball and being taken seriously uh, on the recruiting trail in a climate where you literally can lose your entire team from one year to the next, you got to build something new because everyone else is doing it. I just went down to Baylor, man. You know, Nunes is down there, right? So I was down there at Baylor when they opened their brand-new uh, arena. It's incredible what they've done, man. And, and, you know, people like new stuff. Kids like new stuff. And to me, if you want to be taken seriously and you want to grow the program, you, you got to build something new. Uh, I think it's time. Yeah. Hey, man, always a pleasure to have you on the radio. I'll make sure that I check in with you over the course of the next, well, well, whenever, right, like next couple of months. Yeah. But uh, with the Big Ten uh, on the women's side and the men's side, both tournaments coming here to uh, downtown Minneapolis, man, hopefully our paths will cross. Sounds good, man. Looking forward to it. All right, take care. That's Myron Metcalf from ESPN joining us here on The Lake Show. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll do headlines. That's next on The Good Neighbor. All right, we're going to get into headlines. Christopher Tubbs is back. After celebrating his 60th birthday <laughs> last night, you feel older? Ah, uh, yeah, I'm a little sore. Gotcha. Yeah, it's just uh, it's what happens it when happens. You, you reach your golden years. It happens. You know, I'm an ash blonde, as they would say. <laughs> hey, Osseo City Council is seeking approval to open up a municipality where they run uh, marijuana retailer. Whoa. City leaders are exploring the idea of housing a shop in a potential brand new city hall and public safety building. Now, unlike most states, Minnesota's cannabis laws specifically allow municipalities to open up their own marijuana retail shops. Osseo City Administrator Riley Graham says he hoped it can be a way to boost revenue for the city. Quote, in a time where the cost of providing high quality city services to our residents and citizens continues to go up every year. We've been looking at potential other creative revenue streams to help offset our budget increases and legal municipal cannabis sales certainly fit that profile. Now, while some governments took the time to press pause on the cannabis business by passing temporary bans, Graham says he hopes they can set an example and be among the first to open up in the Twin Cities next year. Says the city's waiting on state legislation concerning licenses, but products could be available as soon as April 2025. You know, for me... Who's not a big cannabis guy? I mm-hmm. don't smoke. Um, I don't use, you know, the gummies and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't, I don't partake. Not that I'm saying that I have an issue with people that do. To me, for the city to get involved in this or whatever, I have no issue with it. Everybody's got to be responsible. I have no issue with people acting responsibly, and I have no issue with the city wanting to have this potential, you know, th- th- this retail shops and being involved in all that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's any different than the city-run liquor stores. I, to me, I look at it the same way. You're 
selling something on behalf of the city that people are using for recreation. I, I would put it in the same vein. And, and I think when I look at it like that, yeah, absolutely. If the city can make it, you might be able to regulate it a little bit more. I mean, who knows? So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely all for it. Hey, last night was a bad night for Nikki Haley because she faced no major challenger in the uh, presidential primary in Nevada, but she still lost. This is like a bad SNL skit. Nevada voters in the state-run primary had a choice to reject all the candidates on the ballot, and they did just that, with more people choosing to vote for, quote, none of these candidates than for Haley. It was a stinging rebuke of Haley, the former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations and South Carolina governor, one that some party leaders had encouraged. The outcome in Nevada was Haley's third consecutive loss in an early primary state contest. Still, Haley's campaign indicated that the results won't affect how long she'd stay in the race. Even if Haley had won the primary, it wouldn't have put her any closer to the GOP nomination because she wouldn't have received any delegates. State Republican Party decided that only candidates who take part in the caucuses can win those delegates. Now, Trump is the only candidate set to participate in in, uh, Thursday's caucuses, putting him on path to claim all 26 of them. Haley said she decided not to compete in the caucuses because she believes the Nevada Republican Party is in the tank for Trump. Top party leaders have been indicted on allegations that they acted as false electors for Trump in the 2020 race. Mm. State GOP chair Michael McDonald and vice chair. Jim uh, DeGaffenfried's cell phones were seized and both testified before a grand jury in the federal investigation into Trump's attempt to overturn the 2020 election. I don't think that Nikki Haley believes that she really – I know we're kind of up against the clock, so mm-hmm. this, we can kind of wind it down with this one. Sounds good. Um, I can save the other one for tomorrow. Yeah, th- this is the thing, and I want your reaction to this. I think that Nikki Haley doesn't believe that she can win the nomination for the GOP. I don't think she actually believes that. No. I think that the reason why, though, she's staying in it is because I think that she thinks that something's going to come up with Donald Trump in one of these court cases. I think that's the only reason why she's still going to hang in there. I Look, I think that Nikki Haley should stay in there more mm-hmm. so than Dean Phillips should stay in on the, on the Democratic side. Yeah, I can, I, I can see that. Because there's 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 more friction on the friction fraction on the GOP side than there is on the Democratic side with all of the there's more questions, too, on the Republican side. Let me say that, because, yeah, we don't know. I mean, if Donald Trump, if Nikki Haley drops out and something does happen with Donald Trump, then uh, she's right there. Then she's right there. Who else would be there? And then all of a sudden you have these other candidates. DeSantis and Christie and Vivek Ramsavan. They're not running. They're not going to jump back in the fray. No, I don't think. No, no. Yeah, it'd but, be done. It'd be over. Yeah. All right, uh, that's going to wrap up headlines here for this segment. Coming up next, how much are financial blunders in a relationship a deal breaker? We get to that next. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 